This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Libby Collins. And a very good Sunday morning to you. It is, it's a busy show because Green Bay game day gets underway at 9 o'clock this morning. So we've, we've got to get to all of it really quickly. But I, I have to ask you, Jessica, did you see the otters on the pier along the Milwaukee boat line this week? Yes, I saw it was the Riverkeeper posted. Yes, video. the Riverkeeper's posted this and and the, the the otter it's just adorable. Here are these four little otters and they're they're busy on the pier and they're looking inside the little boat and they're checking things out and they're sort of running around and they look so cute and adorable. adorable. And by the way, if if you would like to see that video, if you haven't seen it yet, you can text the word otters to the old National Bank talk and text line and uh, we'll share that with you as far as the Milwaukee Riverkeepers LinkedIn post because they're, they're, they're just adorable. I mean, did, didn't that warm your heart? When you saw them. Yes, that's that's the best way Didn't to start a Sunday morning. Didn't you just want to go morning. up and, and, and hug uh, an otter? Yes. You, oh, you did. <laughs> you really, you just wanted to sort of cuddle with the otter? Yes. Am I going to regret saying this? Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Earlier this week, a man in Northern California said two otters attacked him when he swam in a lake where he's been swimming for... Little little otters are out there. Yeah, yeah, that's what they sound like. He says they bit him at least a dozen times. He said it was the most terrifying experience of his life when those two otters attacked him. He says these things were so aggressive that literally I felt they wanted to kill me. He says nothing even comes close to the terror that he experienced. And this comes on the heel of another otter attack that happened in Montana in August when three women were just tubing down the Jefferson River. And they ended up in in the hospital. I mean, one of them oh ended up God. in the hospital for, me, for multiple days. She said that the otter was vicious and relentless, and it left her with more stitches than she could count. Still want to hug an otter? No. (laughs) I don't think so. Well, if you want to see them just scurrying along the riverfront, yeah, text the word otter to the old National Bank Talk text line. We'll we'll, we'll share that with you. And what uh, what about a mink or or, or a ferret? No, no, minks are really vicious. Did I ever tell you the story about the mink in my backyard? Okay, so uh, real quick. Uh, there, I, I, we had these panels in the backyard, and you know I'd hang flowers from them and things like this. And so one day I saw this, this lengthy, black, beautiful animal. I thought, is that is that like a black squirrel? You know, because there are black squirrels around. I thought, what what is it? Because it wasn't that big. And all of a sudden, there's this this other you know gray squirrel. He's just squirting. He's just sort of going through the yard, just being a squirrel, picking up acorns. And this mink. I found out later, leaps, literally leaps from the panel and wrestles, wrestles this squirrel, which was twice its size, and ended up dragging the squirrel off into the woods. Oh I don't think God. the squirrel fared well in that. So no, you don't want to you don't want to cuddle a mink or a squirrel. Or, or an otter. Or an otter. I'm thinking Merle the squirrel with uh mm. With capital heating and cooling. He, maybe, Merle's okay. Maybe not so the red squirrels, because okay. yeah. the red squirrels go after the gray squirrels. That's true. That's true. Jessica, you and I learn so much about nature on we Sunday do. mornings. But don't, whatever you do, don't, don't cuddle an otter. All right, 
busy show today. Mark Cass is going to be here with us. He's going to talk about Craig Council's leaving and what it means from a business perspective. We're going to find out why this city's turning purple Thursday. Matt Miller's going to tell us when you're going to see those new shows now that the Hollywood strikes have ended. Uh, we're also going to take a look, uh, look back at the Week in Review. Jessica, of course, is in the newsroom. Isaac's pushing those buttons. We've got otters in the studio. And uh, where, where are they? Isaac, where are the otters? I thought I heard them. Oh, okay. Never mind. They must have left. And in just two minutes, we've got Matt Sossler and sports. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. 43 degrees at 813 on WTMJ. The Bucks lost to the Orlando Magic last night for the first time since 2019. You know, limit them to one shot. It's just hard every night if, uh, you know, you're giving up 15 offensive rebounds. And uh, and then on the other side, we're, we're uh, turning the ball over, so... We just have to be a little bit stronger on both ends of, uh, of the basket. One twelve ninety seven, the final. Head coach Adrian Griffin with his thoughts on the game. Damian Lillard was out for the second straight contest with a calf injury. The Bucks return home to take on the Chicago Bulls tomorrow night. Coverage on WTMJ starts at six with Buck shoot around. The search for bowl eligibility will have to wait another week after the Badgers fell twenty four to ten to Northwestern. Head coach Luke Fickle on the defeat. There's not much of a statement. I mean, that's that's embarrassing, and um, I take the the blame of it, and, and not having guys ready, and um, not at any phase of the game. So uh, it's not a whole lot that uh, you can be said, or I can say. You know, it's very difficult trying to figure out where we are and what we need to continue to move forward. But uh, you know, uh, we're going to have to do that. The Badgers fall to 5-5, five 3-4 and five, three and four in the Big Ten, two games behind Iowa in the West with two games left. They remain at home next week against Nebraska. Kickoff is Saturday night at 6.30. The Packers' secondary could be shorthanded this afternoon against the Steelers. Defensive coordinator Joe Barry. We continually try to preach that uh, you got to prepare every single day. Like, you know, you could play five plays or you could play 65 plays. So um, I think it's a credit not only to... Uh, the position coaches getting those guys ready to play, but then also the player having the mindset that, you know, you, if, if you take the mindset of a backup, you're going to go in and, and play like a backup. you got to take the mindset that I'm a starter and waiting and my time could happen at any moment. Cornerback J.R. Alexander is currently listed as doubtful. Kickoff from Pittsburgh is scheduled for noon. I'm Matt Sossler, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Matt. It's 817. We have 44 degrees. We're going to get up to 57 today. I'll give you your forecast. And also coming up in just a couple minutes, it's Mark Cass with the Milwaukee Business Journal. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Breezy today and sunny, a 57 for a high. And then it's really going to get nice because we're going to be back in the 60s Monday through Thursday under sunny skies. It's going to be a little bit breezy, but still not bad for mid to late November, is it? All right, currently uh, Oak Creek has 42 degrees, Brookfield's at 42, Port Washington, you have 44. 44 degrees at WTMJ at 821, and that means it is time to check in on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline with Mark Cass. He's the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Well, Mark, I think a lot of heads are still reeling over Craig Council signing as manager of the Chicago Cubs. What is this going to mean as far as a business impact on the Brewers? Yeah, this was a head scratcher, wasn't it? I have to admit, I read the news on Twitter first. I actually said out loud, wow. 
you know, it's rare that I actually respond that way to almost anything nowadays, but with a head turner, the question I've been asked all week is what does this mean for the team? I think anytime you have uncertainty, Libby, anytime you don't know what's going to happen next year in terms of who's going to lead the team, there's going to be some impact, whether it's in the renewal of season seats, whether it's in the renewal of sponsorships, you know, obviously the long-term impact will be on winning and can they win again next year? Can they make the playoffs again next year? But I think the fact that they made the playoffs this year has been knocked off a little bit as a result of this news because, you know, he's well-known, well-liked, has had a nice run here. So I think this uncertainty right now will hurt them for the short term. Long term, again, will be about who they replace them with. Then, of course, if they win next year. Do you think they're going to have to spend more money on players? I think they're going to spend more money probably on a manager, don't you think, after this? Well, I don't know. I'm wondering. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just wondering. How how does that work? Players... I think they're going to have to spend more money in all areas if they want to have a winning team, which they obviously have been really committed to that. I think they're going to have to spend more money on the manager. They're going to have more money on the field. Other teams are spending more money. It's this whole thing about how we are the smallest market in the MLB and how they fight against the Cubs, how they fight against the Mets, how they fight against L.A. It's tough for them just because of this market and the revenue earned here, but they've done a pretty good job. This was a blow. There's no doubt Craig went to Chicago from everything we've read and seen for money, and he's saying a challenge and opportunity, but come on now, it's it's also about the money. So I think you're right. There's no doubt the Brewers are going to have to open up the wallets a bit here. Mm, okay. Now, speaking of the Brewers, and obviously yeah. AmFam Field, your staff had the chance to get a private tour to see some of those areas where they're saying this is where the investment has to be in terms of upgrades. What did you see? Yeah, this was interesting to me because probably the thing I ask is what's wrong with the stadium? It's pretty nice. I mean, I go out there. I mean, I'm a season ticket holder. They have nice seats. The concourses are nice. Things look good. It's when you get underneath, when you get on the ground level and you see the heaters and the coolers, their broadcast area needs to be upgraded and updated. And one area they even talked about was escalators and elevators, how they've had some issues there. And there were certain times this season where escalators and elevators were not working, which is an issue if you have a seat on the upper level and you're in a wheelchair or you're handicapped. That has to work. So they really have to spend some money there. Kind of the way it's been explained to me is you have a house. Now that house is like the stadium is 20 years old. You need to spend some money on that house in terms of maintenance, whether it's the roof, whether it's the windows, whether it's the sidewalk. And kind of that's what they showed us. They showed us the, you know, kind of the innerlings of the stadium, the, you know, kind of outside the stadium, some of the, uh, some of the walkways need to be upgraded and updated. It's not a worn place, but it's after 20 years, you have to spend money. What the hope is that the stadium will last for a lot longer and we won't have to have a new one here. Obviously, they can spend this money. The hope is that it will last as long as their lease, which is another 27 years. Was there anything in particular that you saw that you were taken aback? Well, I guess it's just you don't think about, you know, the heating systems and the air conditioning systems and the escalators and the elevators and the roof parts and things like that. You just don't think about that. It's like kind of like your house. Things work until they don't work, right? And they always tell us to do maintenance on our house, and sometimes we do it and sometimes we don't. So I think the thing I was just kind of taken aback was by something Rick Schlesinger told us is that for some of the things they have there in terms of the mechanics, earlier this year, they had to actually look on eBay to get some of the parts for them. That seems a little because little they were because they weren't available they're, they're that they were out, correct, exactly. that they were outdated. Yeah, so, so they're you know they're kind of looking for that next new thing for their house. They're also looking for the screwed cap for the heater down there. To me, I was surprised at that, but I think it just shows kind of how things have changed since the stadium opened. Let's move to Northridge Mall. Well, not literally. Uh, but I don't think we can, but you know, <laughs> we can talk about it, right? Oh, my gosh. What, what is this deal about the city of Milwaukee making yeah. an attempt to purchase it? Why didn't it work out? And what's the next step after all these fires are in the last week or two? Yeah, I mean, more fires. And the fire chief, I'm sure you saw his comments, very upset, very frustrated. More fires, more security issues, more crime that's going on there. And the city in September tried to 
acquire the ball. They saw what happened this year with Frank Corbello and his offer for $3 million. And, you know, he wanted to buy it and he wanted to convert it into warehouse and storage, things like that. The city said, okay, how much would it cost us? When the owner said, it'll cost you the same amount, the city said, well, no, thank you. So it's now sitting in the same spot it was a month ago, same spot it was a year ago, same spot it was a couple years ago. And that's waiting on the courts. The court is still has to appeal. The city has an order to knock it down. The owner has appealed that in court. We're waiting for the court ruling. But in the meantime, nothing is happening there. And because of the developer who walked away, he no longer has security on the property. So you're starting to see these fires again. You're starting to see the crime happen up there again. But I've been saying this over and over again. Something has to happen at some point, hopefully sooner. You have to have a redevelopment of that site. You need to have it secure. You can't have something significant happen there that ends up hurting somebody or, God forbid, killing somebody. Mm, I know. It's just a, a very sad situation. It is. 20 years. You would think at some point something would happen, but right now where we're at is there's no end of the tunnel, right? We're just waiting. Speaking of demolition, <laughs> which I think a lot well, of people would, these, I, I think a lot of people would like to see happen like with that. Northridge Mall. The Milwaukee Business Journal took a look at about 1,700 public right. comments on the proposal to knock down I-794. What was the consensus of what you found? I think it's not surprisingly because they've been very outspoken and vocal about the people who want it gone, who want it knocked down, who want to see that land leveled out, who want to see some of the redevelopment there, whether it's office, whether it's green space, whether it's housing. So there was a lot of comments in favor of it. There were some comments against it. As I've talked about with you, there are concerns from a number of people about the access about the increase in traffic, about how to get in and out, how to get trucks in and out from the port. So there is some concern. And there were some interesting suggestions. One of them was actually have the freeway underground. An outlandish suggestion, but nowadays anything can get thrown on the table, right? But I think this thing is moving along, and there is a lot of support for knocking it down at some point. I think 24 is going to be a critical year, as you'll see some of the recommendations will come out. There'll be a lot of input. Obviously, the mayor will have a big role in this as he does support some sort of removal here. And this one's going to be really interesting to watch next year because there is a lot of momentum for this. But yet there are some concerns, again, traffic, access, and trucking is so that are going to have to be taken care of. Finally, Mark, we're getting close to the holidays, and that means a lot of we people are. are going to be traveling. And the Business Journal had a story this week, and you looked at the top 10 destination for travelers coming out of Milwaukee for the month of uh, December. Where is well, everybody going? What do you think? What do you think? I think the number one choice would be obvious. What do you think? I think a lot of people are headed to Florida. You're right. It is Orlando. I mean, Orlando is the most, come. not a surprise to me. On the list, there's Orlando and there's other places in Florida. There's the West Coast. There's Arizona. There's Phoenix. You do see some travel out to the East Coast. We were in New York, some to the West Coast. But Florida and Arizona are very hot, and I use that word for hot weather and hot in terms of everybody wants to head there just because of our weather here. So I think what it also showed is that we're seeing increase again at the airport since COVID. Obviously, they saw a huge drop in travel. Travel's now on its way up again. It's doing very well, not quite at the pre-2020 level, but almost back there. We're seeing really good success in Milwaukee in terms of adding flights, but I think we need more. And that's kind of the whole thing you and I have talked about in terms of this fly Milwaukee thing that's going on, kind of how the airport really wants everyone to fly to Milwaukee and out of O'Hare, because if we fly to Milwaukee, we'll end up with more nonstop flights elsewhere. But not surprising, the Florida thing, and I know I'm heading there sometime, hopefully in January. I'm sure you're going to head there because you have to admit, we need a few days out of the snow and cold, don't you think? I got to work on my tan. Hey, Mark. It's- you, 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 I know you go down there and just kind of like wave to me. That's I'm like, where's Libby? She's in Florida again. Of course she is. Oh, Mark. It's always good to hear from you. Maybe we'll catch up in Florida one of these days. That would be awesome. All right. All right Libby, you, you take care. Week and I'll talk to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's 829 and 44 degrees at WTMJ.
Welcome back to the second half hour of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'm Libby Collins. Short show today because 9 o'clock, Green Bay Game Day gets underway. Uh, you know, and also coming up here in about uh, about six minutes or so, we're going to tell you why the town is turning purple this week. But first, the Milwaukee police chief is recovering after a crash. Craig takes his talents to Wrigley and an A A AI. Is it AI or AE1? It's an AI. A1, that's a steak sauce. It's an AI rap battle for the ages and so much more. It's a week of review brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. What we do here is go back to After a lengthy delay, the trial of a former Milwaukee police officer accused of murder while off-duty will officially begin today. Do you remember telling the 911 operator, this man is attacking us? Is that what you said? Yes. Who are you talking about? I was talking about Joel. Could you or could you not tell whether or not there was actual pressure on the neck? There is not a way for me to tell if there was actual pressure on the neck, no. Would he have suddenly just dropped dead because of his previous health conditions? Probably not. I thought he was perfectly fine. I didn't know that he was hurt. I truly did not know that. And had you known he was hurt or he wasn't breathing, would you have gotten off him? Absolutely. We are following a breaking news situation involving Milwaukee Police Chief Jeffrey Norman. Norman involved in a car crash today near 68th in Silver Spring comes after Norman was part of a reckless driving resolution signing. We watched as Chief Jeffrey Norman was put on a gurney, loaded onto an ambulance and taken away from Silver Spring and 68th here along with the police escort, including at least half a dozen officers. But I'm not done yet. Breaking news, an update to a story that we've been talking about here on WTMJ. Craig Council will manage next season, according to Ken Rosenthal, Jeff Passan, and John Heyman, but not with the Brewers, or New York Mets for that matter. I know people are weighing in on the text line. Could he go to the Cubs? Yes, that appears to be the case. Oh my goodness gracious. It appears (laughs) Craig Council will be managing next season for the Chicago Cubs. What did you say? Managing next season for the Chicago Cubs. Oh, no. That's impossible. I'm not sure what to say. There's a lot to digest there. (laughs) I said, are you messing with me? (laughs) I'm messing with me. You know, what I I said to the group is we've lost Craig, but Craig has lost us. Another team, the arch enemy, offers you a fat contract. Yeah, I'll take that. He's chasing the white rabbit. He's chasing the money, guys. They gave him... Obviously a good price, enough that he would want to basically go and stab the Brewers in the back. This is a job. People move and leave jobs from their hometowns all the time. Just like you, I was born a Brewer. It's a torch I'll carry with me always. That one didn't age quite so well. After 40 years in TV news, it is time to move on to other passions. Whether it was covering the biggest stories alongside Mike Gouchet. This is today's TMJ4 with Carol Meekins. Or highlighting the best of the Milwaukee area. Welcome to the debut of our Positively Milwaukee show. Carol Meekins has been a constant presence on Southeast Wisconsin TVs for the last three decades. This is at 1900 people. You can go buy eggs. Last time I checked, they're like a buck a dozen now. Again, nothing against people who have chickens. Bah, bah, I'm 
I'm a chicken. But you're expanding it to like geese. There's already too many geese. You been on a golf course lately? Been to a public park lately? Absolutely not. The office of the Milwaukee Inspector General on Wednesday publishing a report alleging Deputy City Attorney Odalu Ohiku was receiving paychecks from the city while still working at his private law firm. An honor system that's been called into question. We're talking again about professionals. You would expect them to do certain things with honor and dignity, and that's and that's the premise we move on. Now you may remember Monday, if you happen to be listening, we had a Musk watch that highlighted the soft launch of Elon Musk's new artificial intelligence software called Grok. You could have him doing a, you know, some kind of rap off or something. It'd be great. Anything. A rap, yes, rap battle. Rap battle. Oh, so a rap Uh-oh. battle is what you want? A rap battle is what y'all are going to get. Grok, you're just a blip in the AI scene. I'm the GPT. Spit and rhyme so mean. You may analyze data, but can you handle my flow? I'll leave you glitching out. Nowhere to go. Ow. Oh, that was a glitching out. He uh, kind of had a little trouble on the gleaching part. Yeah, gleaching well, meant glitching. However, he was nervous. Big still, crowd. It's still a fire. big crowd. Did you hear that? I mean, he got quite the response. What a week. Put this Picasso in your pipe and smoke it. Take care and goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. We're going to have a sunny Sunday with a high of 57. A lot of breeze out there. Tonight, we'll get down to 40. Tomorrow looks like sunny, breezy, and mild, and a 60 for a high. Same thing on Tuesday, even warmer on Wednesday when we get up to 63 degrees. It's 46 at 841 on WTMJ. And in just a couple minutes, we're going to tell you why the town might be turning purple this week. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. 843, 46 degrees will get up to 60 today. Well, if you see a lot of purple this week, there's a reason. Joining us is Holly Ignatowski from Milwaukee's Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. Let's start out by talking about November 16th, which is World Pancreatic Cancer Day. It is. World Pancreatic Cancer Day, obviously, is what it sounds like. The whole world, we try to get awareness of pancreatic cancer any way we can, right? So for years, we've held this November is Awareness Month. And we really focus in on that week and that particular day. So we try to just turn the whole world purple. And also this year on World Pancreatic Cancer Day, the Milwaukee, which is actually now the Wisconsin affiliate, we've opened it up. We've brought Madison, Green Bay and the whole state into it. We are holding our Purple Light event, which is a beautiful awareness event to honor and remember those who have pancreatic cancer and those we've lost to pancreatic cancer. And that's going to be November 16th at the Italian Community Center. The doors open at 6, the ceremony's at 7. It's free. We're going to see lights all over the city. You are More than ever before, which is exciting. Exactly, because again, we've opened this up to the whole state. Mm -hmm. So now, in addition to a number of different landmarks in the Milwaukee area, like the Northwestern Mutual Building, the U.S. Bank Building, the Pfizer Forum, hoping, crossing our fingers, maybe the Hone Bridge will light up purple (laughs) again, and some places in Madison and Green Bay will be lit up purple, and that's the reason why, for pancreatic cancer awareness. Statistics are alarming. Because they are growing in terms of the number of people who are being diagnosed. Absolutely. And Libby, I think, you know, we've been talking to you for years about pancreatic cancer. And I think the first time I talked to you, the survival rate was 5 or 6%. If that. If that. Yeah. We're now up to 12%. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but like that I was saying. That is a lot, though. It is a lot. And PanCan has a goal to raise it to 20%. By 2030. Now that's a little over six years away, but the way PanCan works and with their determination, we're going to get there. 
Now, if anybody wants more information about the places that are going to be lighting up purple for Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Day, or if they want to know more about pancreatic cancer, let's give the website. You can always go to pancan.org. Very easy to remember. And from there, you can navigate to your local site to Wisconsin. You can also go to our Facebook page, which is Wisconsin Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. And you'll find all the information you need on there. 846, coming up in a minute. It's Matt Sassler in sports right here on WTMJ. The Bucks committed 24 fouls in a 112-97 loss to the Orlando Magic. We were turning very good possessions into bad possessions when we fouled them and kind of bailed them out. Uh, I think that happened several times where we were guarding pretty good deep into the shot clock. Obviously, that's not the recipe we want. Head coach Adrian Griffin, the Magic shot 30 of 35 from the line for the Bucks. Giannis scored 35 points. He's had 30 plus in four of nine games this year. The Bucks look to snap a two-game skid at home tomorrow night against the Chicago Bulls. Coverage on WTMJ starts at six with Bucks shoot around. The Badgers gave up 24 first half points in a 24 to 10 loss to Northwestern. Head coach Luke Fickle on the slow start. You know, we made some, you know, some obviously major mistakes. Uh, the third down stuff makes you and frustrates you, and you know they're going to make some plays. Uh, but the, the complete blown coverages uh, on two touchdowns um, really, really put us in a tough situation. And, and then we were kind of spinning and spiraling, and just couldn't get anything kind of gathered together and get somebody to step up. The Badgers allowed 294 yards of offense in the opening half. They fall to 5-5, and 3-4 and four in the Big Ten, two games behind Iowa in the Big Ten West. They take on Nebraska at home next week. Kickoff is Saturday night at 6.30. With linebacker Quay Walker doubtful, Isaiah McDuffie is expected to get more reps against the Steelers. He's consistent every single day, the way he works and the way he grinds and the way he prepares. That's, that's what I appreciate is guys that just come in and work and chop wood every single day and... You know, like I've told you guys, there was there was an improvement with him from year one to year two, and then there's been a, a nice improvement from year two to year three. Defensive coordinator Joe Barry on his linebacker. Elsewhere on the injury report, offensive lineman John Runyon and Josh Myers are listed as questionable. Kickoff from Pittsburgh is scheduled for noon. I'm Matt Sossler, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Matt. It's 849, uh, 47 degrees right now. We're going to get up to 60, and we're just a couple minutes away from Matt Miller. He's going to talk about when you can see your new favorite TV shows now that the strike's over. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. It's 8.52, and it's time to check in on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline with Matt Miller, who, of course, is the media critic and pop culture editor at OnMilwaukee.com. And, Matt, you've got to be relieved the strike is over because it means more TV shows and movies for you to review. Oh, it's so nice. It's just (laughs) nice to not have to talk about it, you know, that much anymore. It was so annoying week after week being like, any updates? No updates. Still strike. And so, so um, when? How soon will we see those new shows? Not so much I the would, movies, but the TV shows. I think people really want to know about. Yeah, I think you'd probably be looking at next year, probably next, uh, you know, winter slash spring, because they still have to get everyone back on sets, and they've got to film the stuff still. That's why. You know, a lot of this stuff wasn't going anywhere because they didn't have any writers or actors to get on there. So I'm sure they're going to try to turn some of these around for the kind of next big, uh, big kind of timeline. You know, I'm sure they're going to want, you know, something ready for after the Super Bowl. 
Um, I would expect you're still going to have to wait a bit for like Stranger Things to come back because I don't think they even started filming that. Um, that'll probably be maybe next year, later next year. But yeah, the important thing is that these things are starting to back film again. And although we, are gonna... we, although we do know that finally next November we'll get to see what happens in Yellowstone. Yeah, and it's important to note, we still are going to realize the effects of this next year, especially on the movie side of things. Next year's movie schedule looks really light right now, and that's because a lot of these big blockbusters, a lot of the big movies, they've been, you know, on the shelf for a long time. They've been waiting, uh, collecting dust, and now they're going to start filming them up. But, you know, they've got to... It's, it takes a lot to make a big movie. So I know Marvel moved a bunch of their movies around, and there's only one Marvel movie looking like it's coming out next year, which is, I believe, the first time there's only one Marvel movie in a year in, in years. Well, you mentioned uh, Marvel, and I got to ask you about the Marvels, which is out <laughs> right now. It is. And you know what? It's it's not bad. I feel like this movie got a bad rap because the commercials have been bad for it, and this is one that's trying to combine the tv shows with the movies which is always kind of a tricky thing to do i had an enjoyable time watching the movie i think the three lead actresses are all really charming and fun together i think they play off each other really well i think there's some fun action concepts in the movie that are fun it's probably one of the worst scripts that a marvel movie has had normally marvel scripts are pretty airtight this one's a little haphazard. There's, it feels like some stuff is missing. The villain is really bad um, in terms of just like the writing and the development of the villain. But I think if you want just a fun matinee action movie that's light and, you know, zippy, I, I, I think you could do a lot worse than the Marvels. I, I, I think people are going to see it and be like, why are people so angry at this movie? <laughs> Um, and I, I, I don't know why they are so angry at this movie. I think it's an enjoyable enough time. Well, you, you I, talk not, about, yeah. yeah, you talk about being angry at a movie. We're now hearing that Lisa Marie Presley, before she died, was really angry about this new Priscilla Presley movie. Yeah, and I mean, I get it. It's her dad, and Elvis Presley does not come off in the in the greatest light in the new Sofia Coppola Priscilla movie that came out. Um, but you know, uh, Priscilla Presley has talked about, yeah, this is not that far off from what my life was. You know, it is, and it's a really interesting movie. It's almost a, a complete polar opposite of last year's Elvis movie, which was all about Elvis as you know this this bright star and all these gaudy you know all this gaudy editing and all this gaudy color and how exciting stardom is and then you see priscilla and priscilla is almost willfully drab it is a movie about cages about gilded cages and elvis is almost uh, they, they have the kid from euphoria playing elvis and it's almost like they told him to be as not charismatic as possible it's like they well, he does, was told to be boring does he come <laughs> off as a predator I mean, it's it's hard for him not to when his opening acts in the movie are hitting on like a a ninth grader. So, <laughs> I mean, and yeah, he's in his twenties, right? Story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, at, he's in war, and uh, but I I do think it it. It, it is a human movie that it is. I don't think it portrays him as a soulless person or uh, a uh, an inhumane person. Uh, probably, definitely troubled in some ways, and definitely 
uh, a bad character in some ways, but I do think it's a, just an interesting kind of approach to the story, less a biopic uh, and more so a story about a woman learning how to take assertion in her life. Mm. And after interesting, and I, I, interesting perspective, Matt, it's always yeah. great to have you here. We will follow more of your reviews on on Milwaukee.com and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for having me. I'm Libby Collins, and coming up next, it's Green Bay Game Day on WTMJ.